Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. So in today's podcast, I'm talking all about selling through this shitstorm. Um, I was toying with whether to use the word shit or not. Um, but to be honest, you know, it is a very difficult time and I couldn't think of a better describing word. So, um, so there we go. You know, for some people, before I start, you know, I get that for some people you can't sell. It's just not an option. Uh, what you do on a regular basis just isn't viable in the current climate with people in lockdown um, and businesses being shut. So I totally get that for some people it's just not possible. And, in, you know, in which case um, what I'm talking around um, to people like that that I'm coming across is, you know, working on providing value to your customers, keeping in their mind's eye um, whilst they unable to to do whatever you provide Um, a really good example of that has been I've seen sports therapists where they've shown they've done videos on how to self-massage I've seen beauty treatment people so people who are more beauty treatment regimes you know letting people know how they can uh, maintain some of that at home and equally um, like nail technicians um, going through how to take your nails off yourself and things like that so you know there's lots of different ways that people are helping their customers and no it's not going to bring you any any sales no it's not going to generate any income right now but the idea is is that when you are in a position where you can start making money again you can start doing in sales those customers are going to come back to you they're going to come back to you because they remember you and they appreciated the value that you provided at the time when they needed it so I think you know that is a a nice way to go Um, obviously there's loads of admin stuff that you can be getting on with loads of things like that and just taking some time out doing some of those tasks that you've put off forever and a day but for those of you you know which you've got the skills and the demand is there it's about going out and making people aware that you, you know you are still around, you are still available, um, you can still meet whatever need you were meeting with those customers before. The key thing in any scenario, whether it's you know lockdown and and businesses being shut or or normal life, is to make it as easy as possible to people for people to buy from you. So you know putting calls to action, putting ways in which they can they can get involved, ways in which they can buy um, at the end of emails making it clear in correspondence you know your your customers don't want to go on a treasure hunt they they want to be able to quickly and easily purchase um, from you so make sure that that is the case the the key thing is you know if you can sell if you're in that position to sell then do i've spoken to quite a few people who are conscious particularly in the first sort of two three weeks i don't know what week we're on now i think it's like four or five of this lockdown but you know in the first few weeks they were really conscious there's people out there who they have nothing better to do than to criticize and complain and so you know they didn't want to be seeing as capitalizing on what you know is a, a really bad situation but the thing is is that if you can genuinely help people if you can make your customers your ideal customers life easier then why wouldn't you and why shouldn't you these the people who are there as critics they're always going to be critics you're never going to convert them they're going to have something to say but don't deprive your your you know your ideal customer people that actually need what you do don't deprive them just because of of people being critical is what i would say on that 
So, you know, if you're providing value, you should get paid for it. Now, I have a client who thankfully uh, about a year ago made the decision and I worked with her on it to take her yoga classes online. And, you know, we found out, we looked into the best way of doing it. We made it as easy as possible for their ideal clients. And, you know, they, they set that up online and they got people getting involved and they've been doing two classes a week online recorded into the the catalogue that they've got and they said so they've now got way over a hundred classes online and now they're in a position where you know obviously they can only work online now their competition has decided to provide free classes now as you can imagine you're charging a an access fee around the 25 pound mark a month and other people are doing it for free you know you are going to get some people attracted by the freebies fortunately she has some really great usps she's got a really loyal following and her numbers are growing so at the moment we're working on her having 200 signups so 200 new subscribers by the end of all this so you know she is growing she is increasing awareness she is getting people into that i'm paying for it and how she's doing that is through making it clear about her strong usps what her classes provide what resources are available and the ease at which they can access them whereas other individuals it's a lot clunkier the video quality isn't there and so you know at the end of the day if you are providing a valued service then you know people should pay for it if there's value there why shouldn't they it's really unfortunate some people are going around and they are devaluing um, their profession and their own skills uh, and it's going to be very difficult to get people to go from it using it for free to, to actually paying because for them the experience isn't going to change apart from they're going to have to be parting with money so there's no justifying why they, they should all of a sudden start paying so, you know, don't devalue yourselves. If you're providing value, make sure that people pay for it. They don't tend to value as much something that they don't pay for either. So, you know, usability, when you're testing something and you're getting people to use it for free, you have to hold their hand, you have to badger them because people aren't as eager to, to use it because they haven't made that, they haven't put any resources into it, they haven't made any commitment. So... I've done a number of calls now, um, over 20, with people struggling to find a new direction. So, you know, it's all well and good if, yeah, you've got the skills and those skills are still needed. But what happens if you can't do them in the same way as you did them before? Every call comes down to the same three things, okay? We end up talking around the same three topics. Um, Who your ideal customer is what is happening for them right now so what's going on in their world what are their you know what are their priorities what's happening how they're responding to all this and thirdly what help do they need so understanding what they need and, and where you can potentially meet that need so really understanding you know the the people with the biggest challenges have been people who they haven't got a handle on who their ideal customer is and that's meant that then they're kind of stabbing away in the dark trying to figure out what resonates with them what's going on with them um, what what needs they have now so you know at the end of the day the likelihood is with all this that people are they have got the same needs that they had before they might be a little bit distracted you know something like this does tend to be a little distracting and take you away from from what your everyday priorities are but equally you know they might also be concerned over you know finances fearful of what's going to happen from a future point of view obviously you know you've got different subsidies and payments and stuff coming from the government but 
people aren't they haven't got that sense of security that they had a few weeks ago before all this kicked off and so you know larger uh, commitments of things that they don't see as necessarily essential right now uh, they're going to take a little bit more time to think about it they're going to take a bit more persuading um, they're going to want to have a, a look around and, and figure out a little bit more so that you know that's worth bearing in mind when you're thinking about your customers and where they're at so when people are nervous they tend to stop spending okay you know you batten down the hatches i've spoken to to businesses that have literally just you know they were lead generating they were you know getting customer um, details in they were nurturing them and converting them and now they're doing absolutely nothing um, and you've got the same thing for the general public as well you know they get nervous they, they hold on to their money because they don't know what they're going to need and how they're going to need it the best thing you can do in this scenario is if you're thinking you know what i don't really have a handle of my ideal customer where do i start first things first is to speak to past and present customers and just understand where they're at ideally if you if you had customers which you didn't enjoy working with so much then i probably wouldn't speak to them first i'd probably speak to the ones that you did enjoy working with and they are nearer to your ideal customer they are the type of person you would choose to work with again so go with them have a conversation you know then off that information assess what you do and figure out how you can meet those needs so whatever those people are saying you know right now i have this problem right now i have that problem right now this is my priority how can you help with that how does your skills marry up with that where do you fit now figure that out now i was talking to a lady really talented lady a couple of weeks ago now and always fully booked always in demand um, has a really decent audience who really rave about what she does obviously this came along she can work remotely but actually everybody cancelled everybody cancelled because they could no longer prioritize the money that was required to, to pay for her services now you know we went through a number of different options looking you know at the end of the day her current audience weren't prepared to pay for her at the price she was charging so you know in that scenario you can look for a different audience or you can look to scale back scale down what you offer in order to provide something to your current audience to meet whatever needs they've got obviously whenever you're looking at reducing your price you you or you know to protect your skills protect the value of, of what you do you have to scale back on what you're offering otherwise people are never going to want to pay full price again really good example of that which i always use is pizza express i just point blank refuse to go in there and pay full price for a pizza because you've got so many different offers so many different meal deals um so many different days of the week where you can get buy one get one free with free dough balls thrown in that you know why would i pay full price i'm not getting anything more for it i'm not getting any more enjoyment but i'm having to fork out more so you know always be aware of that so scaling back so what we came up with was a scaling back so it was a different type of offering they had actually created a course they'd created it in isolation they thought our oh, people are going to love this they tested it with a group but people just weren't prepared to pay for it at the moment this moment in time they had a wait list but nobody was prepared to pay for it in the current climate because it, it wasn't it didn't provide the value that it normally does which is that in person those, those skills her skills working on their business so a decent compromise was to provide a group setting for the same um, skills so yes they are getting exposure to her skills they are getting her skills in their business but it's not on a one-on-one -on -one basis it's on one-to-many and so the price point can be reduced people were happy with that and it sold out within 24 hours of her, of her launching that another option um, everybody is talking around pivoting at the moment the pivot okay the business world online is all talking around pivoting um 
then you know yeah i get it it's a decent explanation for what it is you know if you can't do what you normally do but you've got those skills and those skills are still in demand adapting and changing what you do to fit the current climate so that might be taking things online that might be doing something remotely something distance something you know digital um, rather than the in-person stuff so um you know those customers still need your skills it's just a case of adapting what you've got another really great example of somebody that i spoke to was a lady who runs a it's a tutoring business so they do face-to-face normally tutoring of children for gcse's a levels that sort of thing um obviously as soon as this happened exams got cancelled and so you know the demand there was was gone because there was no deadline that they were working to no exams they were working to so her business initially disappeared overnight now obviously at the same time children were then having to be taught from home so parents all of a sudden had to carry on with their a lot of them are having to carry on with their regular jobs but on top of that they have to somehow home homeschool their children some schools there's been a varying range of support available from schools and so you know some people were left really without a clue of how to entertain their kids for for six eight hours a day and so they were conscious of wanting to maintain their kids education and so you know they started to get in touch now they'd only ever done in person tutors had never worked online there was no reason why they couldn't it was just the knowledge gap that they had that they needed to plug in order to do that so they set about understanding the technology and you know what best platforms to use how best to access it and so on they have now pivoted and they are working online not only have they got tutors working online which are now fully booked but they've also got work from home packs that they can send out digitally on a weekly basis for people who can't afford that one-to-one um so you know they have really done well with their pivoting they've really made the most of this and you know how they've done that is, is they had a decent audience and they tapped into that audience and they asked them what their biggest problems were and they increased awareness and you know they've always worked in their local geography because it's always been face to face and actually now the opportunity that has opened up for that business is amazing because they can they can tutor anybody from anywhere so massive massive changes for that business and there's absolutely no way that they will go back to the same same way of working again looking at the opportunities that this has opened yes they're going to do in-person stuff but the online stuff and the the remote things it's you know it's something that you you wouldn't just discount once all this is over so there is a really great opportunity to accelerate some businesses into a totally different way of working which will work out so much better for them in the long term so these people they all started with the same thing they all started with looking at their (laughs) their ideal customers which is you know what i said in the beginning you know they started with reconnecting with them understanding what they needed and then working to adapt their skills to meet that need you know the key thing here is is once you've done that once you've figured that out and i'm going to cover the you've pivoted now what in my next podcast but you know once you're in that position it's about letting people know and don't be afraid to let them know how you can help you know there's nothing wrong with it you're helping people this is a great time to connect with your customer and send your messages out there be you be your business and and really be present for them it's that sense of camaraderie that we've currently got where you know everyone goes out on the thursday night well most people a lot of people go out on thursday night and uh, clapping the nhs you know there's, there's there's a lot more a sense of community when you're out on your daily walks and and it's that sense that actually whether you're a business owner whether you're a customer 
you're all in the same boat right now and so you know being the you know genuinely you can really help to 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 build that relationship and and, and just being honest with where you're at and what's going on people buy from people you know you want to be attracting your ideal customer who is that person who are you speaking to and you know that way you know being you attracting those people you can come out of this with a much stronger relationship with your customer base and whether you can sell to them now or not and you know you can really make the most of what is you know at the moment not the best scenario so i hope that's helped i hope you've been able to pick some tips and, and hints up from there and, and and you know if nothing else get a little bit of inspiration from those people which which have been able to to adapt and and use their skills in the current climate thanks for listening happy selling thanks for listening to the selling without sleeves podcast if you enjoyed this episode please head over to itunes or stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review it's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it